Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have a special guest, Cyrus from MTV, The Challenge, or oh, Mr. MTV. I'm going to call you Mr. MTV, bro. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being a guest. Thank you for saying yes, man. Thank you for coming on here. I don't want to talk about mental health. Hey, man. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I've always said anyone wants to speak to me about anything, I am ready and available. So here thank we go. You, thank you. And I want to say thank you, you know, for being a great example. You know, the black man growing up watching you on TV, man, I mean, a lot of stuff like that. I know my own days were, look at that many examples, but you know, growing up, I'm like 33 starting tomorrow. I'll be 33, you know, just growing up watching the show cool. and just, you know, seeing people that look like me, you know, it was amazing. Definitely, man. Well, happy birthday, first of all. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we have to always say happy birthday to, to people that we come in contact with because you never know when the last one's going to be, man. And I always tell people, yeah. relishing it, man. Getting old is getting old. Getting old is good. It's not a bad thing. That is so dope. That is so true. But, um, not a bad let's thing. Get, let's get into these questions. So my first question for you, I ask all my guests this question. I want to ask you, how is your mental health? Uh, mental health, I, I like to think it's pretty strong. You know, um, my whole theory on that type of thing has always been, I've, I've always sought help um, since the 10th grade. I had a, you know, I had a great childhood, but it was still kind of traumatic. And um, yeah. I've sought help since the 10th grade. So for me, it's always been a thing that's been there. And um, I have no problem opening up and, and speaking about issues and or problems that I may have. And I've always been advocated that. So that's so that's so dope that you say you've been always so help. That's you know you said since the tenth grade you said right. Yep. Since that's so grade. dope. A lot of kids, the kids today, you know, back then I didn't saw her. I just was following stuff then. So that's so dope to hear somebody say that. You know, so dope. I mean, I've been on my own since the tenth grade too. So for me, oh. you know, I moved out of the house. So for me, it's like you know, it was it was just another thing there to help me to take up some space, uh, to help me learn about that space as well. So, you know, I, I, I took it as just another project that I needed to learn and, and, and get involved with. And, and ultimately I felt like it would help me. And so I think it has helped me. That's so good, that's so good. Um, my next question for you, which is gonna go great with the next question from the first question is, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? One more time. Say it again. Growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, you know, growing up, I think, you know, being a male man, but also being like, uh, let's say growing up being a man, but also being a black man on top of that, there's just certain things that, that society doesn't push on you. And one thing is, is being in touch with your sensitive side and, and understanding that there's more levels than just being a tough guy and it's not weak if you cry like all those things are real our community pushed those on us and when those are in front of you you know you don't know what right or wrong is but I remember hurting and wanting to cry and not crying and then I remember when when that turned 
And I remember thinking, if this is a feeling and my mind is telling me it don't feel right, I don't think there's anything wrong with crying. And yeah. but my mom held up to the end. You know, we don't cry in this family. And um, I was always looked at a little differently than, than my other brothers. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. But, you know, my older brother ended up spending 20 years, you know, incarcerated. You know, I, I like to think that the not crying possibly had something to do with that, with the anger into it. He wasn't able to let that stuff out and, and all that stuff. And so, you know, to each his own, we all learn in different ways. But for me, that worked for me. And I still, to this day, would never cry on reality TV. That's one of my things. Yeah. Don't ever cry on TV. But yeah. I let people know, I do cry, but I'm not crying on television. So yeah. it's just it's just one of those things, man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I grew, you know, I like to ask that question because like a lot of people grow up differently, you know. I definitely grew up in a household where it's going, you cry, looking at a sort of sign of weakness, you know, like what you're crying for, you mm -hmm. never, which goes into like my next question, right? Even though you kind of answered it, but I want to let's talk about stigma. Let's talk about the stigma surrounding mental health. Let's talk about the stigma surrounding men's mental health. Let's talk about the stigma surrounding black men's mental health. That stigma that says we can't cry, we have to man up, we can't be weak, you know, we gotta get over it. You know, like, like that's just like, that's what they say. So like, what do you say to that stigma that's out there? You know, you already spoke up about it, but like, what do you say to that stigma that's put upon us? Well, my whole thing is I just want people to get into their own lane. You don't have to listen to everyone else's lane. Get in your own lane. Whatever you feel need to do, I think you should do it. And I think fortunate enough to live in a country that's free and has, you know, the, the, the bandwidth to do what you want to do, why not do it? And that's my whole thing. And people will call me weak or whatever. I, I haven't actually had anyone call me weak before in my life. And I think I'm, I'm probably privileged at that because no one's actually done that. But I've heard friends yeah. of mine have been called weak because of their, you know, because of their expression of uh, pain. Yeah. It's just one of those things. The Black community, I don't think, will ever truly shake that whole thing. Our culture is so macho. And uh, it's just a macho thing, you know? The culture's just yeah. like that. Um, other cultures recognize it um, and, and kind of turn it around and use it against us, I think. But at the same time, there's not a whole lot that could be done with it, it just is. And so when things are just is, usually they're, they're harder to change. So, yeah. you know, it's an individual preference kind of thing. You gotta get in where you fit in, do what you need to do for yourself. And so my whole thing is mental health is mental health, but if you don't have anyone to talk to or anywhere to go with it, it's not going to be healthy in the end. That's not healthy in itself, that statement alone, you know? And so you have to find somewhere to go, find someone to go to, find someone to speak to, find some sort of outlet for yourself. And it's different for everyone. Some people feel like they can't really trust friends. Some people feel yeah. like they can't. You know, I was fortunate enough, I can trust friends. I have an amazing group of friends and it's all over the board. Um, and, and, and I consider my friends my family. You know, I don't talk a whole lot to my actual family, but my friends, for me, since I've been on my own for so long my friends mean the world to me and i surround myself with amazing mentors and people that that have done it and will do it and that you know I, when i look to things for, like relationships on down i have some excellent yeah. role models ahead of me 
because I didn't have that in my own home. It was too dysfunctional, but you know, I attached myself to some people that are doing amazing things in life. And um, I truly feel like the world is mine. I can do any and everything. And I, and I definitely try to do any and everything that my heart has ever wanted to do. You know, I don't limit myself. And I think that's one of the beauties of understanding uh, what your place is, what your position is here on earth. You know, and I feel like my position has always been to help and to unite people. And uh, if nothing else, to be a release of some of that stress and some of those things and, and get people in a place where they can not only understand, but, but feel good. A lot of this is about feeling good. If you don't feel good, you ain't doing a lot. And I tell people that all the time. Fix yeah. yourself and you can fix other people. <laughs> if you don't fix yourself, then you're just, you're literally just sitting there waiting to explode. I say that all the time. I'm like, you can never be there for others if you're not there for yourself. You gotta make sure you're okay before you can just like be there for others. I, that's, I always say that, you know, I, that's like my word to go to. Sometimes I might not take my own advice, but I'm learning to. <laughs> Actually, I'm learning yeah. to do stuff like that. Because like recently I was doing like volunteer work for um, this organization called NAMI, you know, like they provide like free online support groups and I was always there for good, there for everybody. And recently I took the time off and was like, oh, you know what, I need to take time off. And I was like, you know what, let me step away and take care of myself. And you know my own mental health and physical, let me take care of me. So yeah, I'm mm -hmm. learning to, you know, something I say, you know, follow up, follow up behind. And um, to that stigma out there, like I think is like BS, you know, it's so many men that suffer in the silence that are, you know, dying by suicide that are just like, feel like they can't talk to nobody because, you know, you got even people clowning them. You got people talking trash. And every time, they, you know, they feel like they need to be weak. They feel like they need to be cried. And it's just like the world, you know, I feel like we're getting better at talking about mental health. I feel like the world's getting way better, but it's still men. The suicide rate in men is still up. There's still men that's out here that just feel like they don't have nowhere to turn to, nowhere to talk to. Like, I'm personally tired of just seeing stuff online where men are just dying by suicide, you know? And like, I'm like thankful for like spaces like, you know, like NAMI or just anywhere on our Black Men Hill. They are a great organization like that provide that space for men to talk, you know, to have these conversations. Like, I have people, I don't know if people, somebody in Canada that has like men retreats and other stuff. You know, some churches, they have men men camps, men, men groups and stuff like that. That's always dope too. So like to the stigma, you know, it's just, it's just like it's just like people you never know what somebody's going through you never know somebody's battling just be kind to people you just never know never know at all yeah i think that's the first thing right there you got to be kind if you're not being kind oof. and that 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 kind of messes up the entire thing but my, one of my outlooks on life is that we can always turn a negative into a positive so you're going to encounter negative people there would be no good people if there wasn't bad people don't look at it. So we got to just kind of get through the muck. And people will show their true colors in time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know. Um, my next question for you, right? Um, actually, before we get into the question, right, I'm going to say this. I say this in my show all the time. Anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide or any deep, dark depression or just any suicide ideation, please reach out. There's a suicide crisis number. The number is 98. Please, if you are struggling, if anybody you know is struggling, please dial 98. They changed it to 98 recently, so it's like an easy number to dial. So like I said, if you know somebody struggling, if you're struggling, get that number to somebody or just call it yourself. 
please, 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 you can call them 365 days. If you're bored, lonely, depressed, or just need someone to talk to, they are there. Um, I want to ask you a question, but I'm going to answer it first. Because I like to, you know, make my guests feel comfortable if they want to open up. And my question for you is, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide? If not, have you lost someone to suicide? But I'll answer first. Um, as a child, I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins. And it's like been trauma. That trauma has been like bad on my life. You know, I thought I forgot about it. Got to age 26 and, you know, started going to church. And I realized that I had issues with men. Never realized that at all. That I had issues with men, trust issues with men. I don't feel comfortable around men. Don't feel like I'm, like I'm part of a manhood or a brotherhood. And, you know, that trauma has followed me. So it's been times where I attempted suicide, um, had thoughts of it, you know, just thoughts of not wanting to be here, just thoughts of, like, not mattering to nobody. You know, sometimes I still have them thoughts, you know. It's a little better because I'm taking shrooms. Not a medical professional, but it's been helping me mentally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I lost my mom 2019 to liver cancer. I lost my sister nine months later. So, like, all that. Dealing with so much trauma, you know, then grief, like, it can mess you up mentally. And, um, like, guys, if you're out there struggling, you know, yes, I do this podcast, but I still struggle sometimes. It's been a while, but I still struggle sometimes. Please get into help. Get into therapy. Get into some friendship group, you know, community. Get into that because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I used to say, people used to say that to me, and I just was like, why are they saying that to me? But I get it, you know. You have to want to work to get better, you know, and make sure you have the right people understand that everybody does not understand mental health problems or issues, and that's okay. You know, we got to understand that. Completely, man. It's crazy. I just actually got off with my therapist before you. Every Wednesday, I have a a Zoom with him at 10 o'clock, so I do that for an hour. It's interesting that you're bringing up like that, too, because actually getting on my show was one of the hardest times of my life. This was back in when I first got out after college and I couldn't find a job and I tell the story all the time and it was literally the lowest point of my life. And so I didn't understand how I did everything society told me to do and I still wasn't able to get a job. And I did get to the point where I understood why. And I mean, I was a outstanding person in my community uh, from six years of age <laughs> and I knew the whole community, I knew everyone, people of power that could have thrown me a crumb and no one would. And I, I was at the lowest point of my life. And I understood why people committed suicide. I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but it got to the point where am I not getting this position because I'm black? Am I not getting this position because I'm not well-spoken? Am I not getting, why am I not getting this position? It's like, if it, I'm having a hard time, I can imagine the man next to me the time that they're having had to be 20 times harder than what I was going through. And with that statement, I, I put it out there at the basketball courts one day and they start getting sick of hearing me talk about it. And one of the guys is like, you know, this is the deal. Let's go to this place, turn this into them and, you know, hopefully you can get the job. I was like, cool. So I went in to work behind the scenes for the real world. And um, long story short, I did everything you could possibly do wrong in an interview. And it ended up being just right for people. And then I told my life story. And uh, I opened up and basically had a breakdown and smoked for like three and a half hours and watched the whole room laugh and then cry and, and so forth. And they asked me to go on the show. And so mentally, I do understand 
the mental pressures that society put on us. And I was at that point where I was forced to understand why people actually committed suicide. And so although I wasn't suicidal, I was to a point where I was trying to get to understand it and know about it. Yep. And so, you know, that was my, my, my big experience with that, that I share with the world. Um, I'm currently writing my autobiography. And so that stuff will all be in there. The whole story of, of Cyrus pretty much. That's so a dope story, bro. That's a dope story. You know, I wish you, you know, luck with the autobiography. I definitely will be copying it, you know, supporting. <laughs> Thank you. You know, let, just let me know when it comes out. I definitely will buy a copy of it. Um, like anybody who's listening, if you're struggling with any, you know, suicidal thoughts, please, 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 please reach out to Suicide Prevention number 988. NAMI has support groups. They're free every where around the world they have not different NAMI chapters so please please reach out guys please reach out your life matters and you belong here um my next question for you right so we know that you are from the MTV area right how was your what, what was your mental health like before after reality TV uh I mean great for me I've I've created a space where I'm 100% comfortable doing any and everything that I've ever wanted to do. And so for me, I think my mental health is pretty good. And uh, some of that barometer is, is am I able to help others, you know, accomplish things that they're trying to accomplish too and, and help get them into a better place. And, and I, you know, I write my life on that. I, I, I don't like to say, oh, I made it through the cracks. I'm here standing on top by myself. I want to know that I brought some people up, that I empower some people to not only be themselves, but to be stronger. And uh, not only do I want to to like motivate people, uh, but I also want to be there for them. And I open myself up to so many people. And ra I'm talking random strangers. It could be whoever it may be. I just genuinely want to see a cohesive society around me and create a positive cipher wherever I go. I don't want to be known as this person that was just a reality TV star. I would be known as the person that actually made some difference in, in not only his community, but across the world. Yeah. I mean, I always like the ex-reality stars. You know, Hollywood, you know, just like, no right and wrong question, answer to it. I like to ask them questions about it. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, it can mess up your mental health. You know, you know, I guess like filming, I had to watch stuff back, you know. It could be a lot. Like I thought like people from Big Brother, Love Island, and they always said that like, it's always hard. Some people don't even watch themselves back or watch these shows or whatever. They don't watch it back. So I love to ask that question because I shed the light on mental health, you know, for everybody. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So my next question for you, right? Now we're touching on mental health. Like, what do you, how do you feel about Black men mental health how do you feel about that i think that you know you, you have to attack it each person differently you have to look at it each person differently uh, when it comes to it i i encourage my friends and amongst my group of friends i'm always the uh all colors i'm always the one to uh encourage getting help getting people around you and um all that good stuff so one second. Um, 
I, I think we all need to talk. I mean, you have to talk to your peers. And you have to try and create people around you that are that are along the same lines that that want to talk and that want to be involved like that. You know, that's what I think personally. And so, like myself, I take on that role though. I want to be the one at the forefront trying to say, look, this is okay. You can speak to someone. I am that person, if nothing else. If not, I can help guide you to someone that can help. And I think that's where it is right there. I think people need to understand that we're not all saying we're professional at this, but we're all saying we do care and can help you find professional. Just this past week, I had two of my friends, you know, say they're not in a good place. Literally, and it's one of those things, it's like, you know, my friends are my friends and it's not like something to look down upon, but I'm one of the only guys I know that has a group of friends where the men tell each other they love them, love each other when they get off the phone. Completely straight men telling other men that they love each other. That's how my crew rolls. That's how we ride. We just love is love. And it's it's unconditional. We're friends. There's nothing attached to it. That's just the way it is. You know, I keep a lot of the same friends from childhood. You know, they're doing so. We create a great little cipher here of people. And so I'm proud of my group, man. I'm really proud of my group of men that are around me. I think that's dope. So, like, I always let people know, you know, especially men, you like, hey, on the phone, like, hey, I love you, bro. Whatever that may look like, because you, like you said earlier in the episode, you just never know if somebody may not be here the next day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so dope. I tell my friends that, you know, I don't have that many male friends, but I have friends. So I let them know that I'm here. You know, I'm here. <laughs> I love you. Whatever. You know, I let them know and stuff like that. I'm like very open about my emotions and everything. Sometimes, I mean, scare people, but you know, it is what it is. You know, it's 2023. Um, yep. My next, yeah. My next question for you, right? What are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health, right? And before he answers, I want to say. Cyrus coping skills. My coping skills may not work for you, but there are some coping skills out there that may work for somebody. Go ahead, bro. I mean, me, I, I go to the gym. I'll be honest with you. I, I had basketball in my life for so long that I, all I know is to get physical. So I use my workout time to one, take out aggression, but two, to reflect on whatever my day is like or whatever's good in my life and whatever's bad in my life. I use that time to reflect and be thankful. I mean, that's before anything else. People need to understand that being thankful goes a long way. It's not just being thankful for the sake of being thankful. It's being thankful for the sake of progress, you know? And I, I like, I, I don't need for anything, you know? There's a time I need it for everything, but I literally don't need for anything. You know, I have a beautiful woman, we have beautiful animals, <laughs> and uh, we're trying to make a beautiful child as we speak. So. You know, for me, I just look to look to the sky and say, how could I be any happier than I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, people, I don't oh, think people know how important the gym is. Like, the gym for your mental health is so amazing. Like, I remember I was depressed and went to die. I was at the gym every day. Every time I felt depression, I just looked at the gym and it, I felt better. Mm-hmm. I just got off the bike prior to my uh, meeting. And now I'm going, uh, packing my bags as we speak to go back to the gym to finish off my hour of cardio. You know, it's just a daily thing that I do, so, yeah. And plus you look better. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't beat that. It's, cra- it's crazy because I did I did a therapy session one time on the phone. You know, COVID mm-hmm. everything was shut down. I did it, I did it on the phone and I was walking and it was something about walking and doing that therapy call that made it feel so so amazing. I was like, damn, I was letting like a lot of stuff out that I usually don't let out. I did that was so dope. So guys, exercise is important, you know. Besides looking guys great. and girls, guys, guys and girls. girls. I'm sorry, guys and girls. Exercise yeah, is great. Don't be knocking Besides the ladies looking good. It, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exercise is great. Besides looking good, it helps you mentally. I am a testimony to that. <laughs> Definitely a testimony oh, yeah. to that. Look good, feel uh, good. There you go. Look good, feel good. Put her in a t-shirt. Look good, feel good. Mm-hmm. Um. Last question for you, right? Um, we're going to put it out like somebody's listening to this episode right now, right? And they're struggling uh, with their mental health. What can you say to them to let them know why it's important that they put their mental health first, right? Because you know, a lot of us, we always want to put others before ourselves, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the struggle. That's sometimes that's where we fell at. So, like, let somebody know who's listening, you know, a guy or girl, like, why it's important that they put their mental health first. Because people look at the outside and they say, oh, you know, you're physically fit, so you must be healthy. But you can't see the brain. You can't see an emotion. What you can see is that someone needs some help a lot of the time. And so for me, I just tell people, man, you got a strong mind, body, and soul. You can't have this person, you know, you can have the perfect physical specimen and inside just be a complete wreck, you know. That's a scary thought when you really think about it. And so I tell people, you have to kind of, you know, weave your way through this, this mangled web <laughs> of life that we have and, and, and figure that stuff out. But so many people are hurting, man, right in front of our faces. And the only way to really fix that is to reach out and to try and find someone that can help you with that. You know, it's a, it's a slippery slope because we're not all professionals, but it's a start to healing yourself. And that's why, like I had this kind of, like this podcast, I made this podcast. I try to, like like you said, we're all, I always let them know in my heart, so I'm not a professional, but it's conversations like this with people, you know, I love having these conversations and talk about mental health because like whoever's listening, they have to reach one person, two person, 10, whatever. Like I'm happy that somebody can listen to an episode because I listened to this person's story. I went through the same thing they went through. You know, I need to get help, you know, because this person got through it. I could do this and I can, you know, get through and I can get help. So like like you say, yeah. like check check up on people. You just never know who's going through something, who's struggling with any battles. Sometimes people hide it very well. It was times where I hit it. I think, yeah, I hit it very well, but I got so cool with people they could tell when I was off. And they I used to get mad like that one time at the church and the girl was like, You okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm okay. But then later on she was like, you're not okay, are you? I said, nah. Like, how do you know? Yeah. I know you. She's like, I know you. I was like, damn, I can't have this. Like, you know, don't struggle with silence, guys. Listen, get some help. Talk to somebody. Please, please talk to somebody. Please, like, your life matters. Um, and before we go, I want to ask you, do you want to say what you got going on? Like, what's next for you? You know, promote your stuff, my brother. Uh, all right. It was ne- never a problem with that. There's always something going on. <laughs> But uh, I would say uh, right now, um, we'll have an event coming up on the 24th, two events, I'm sorry. I got the 18th, I'm hosting the Santa Monica Pier 
host a local night out there. There's bands, there's art, there's free rides, there's uh, kids' activities, there's free salsa lessons, there's a silent disco, plus some live bands will be performing. I'll be hosting that. Oh, there's a, a classic car show, which is amazing, by the way. Amazing classic car show they put on over there, a bunch of lowriders. It's a really cool, cool joint to be in. It's right on the ocean, so you can't really beat the scenery either. Um, and then on the 24th, I'm hosting the Survivor 44 finale event. Um, we're giving all the proceeds to, to kids. We're sending a bunch of kids to Disneyland or Disney World, should I say, in Florida. Um, all the proceeds go to that. You can check it out. It's on my uh, social media, my social media or my Instagram. Everything is Cyrus MTV, S-Y-R-U-S MTV. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm having the event out here. Um, I got some more parties coming up for a couple of different shows. I do a bunch of events. So my, my event company is called RZA Entertainment LLC. I have a bunch of different things to offer in the uh, reality TV space there as well. And I'm working on my books, man. Oh, and if you get a chance, support my clothing company. It's called blackdesignerclothing.com. Um, clearly the name is Black Designer Clothing. So, <laughs> so all my stuff on there, my designs and so forth. And uh, my newest one, I have a Laker, Laker inspired design that I just did for the Lakers, because, you know, we're going to have to win this, but meet up on Golden State Warriors tonight. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. I just stay busy. Stay busy creating. That's what I'm talking about. Support, my brother. So I would support, support, support. When this episode drops and I share it on Facebook, I mean, Instagram and Twitter, I would make sure I get the links for him. The shop, 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 shop. I want to say yeah. thank you again, my brother. Thank you for coming on and talking about mental health. This was amazing. Like I said before in the first beginning of the episode, I think you know watching you grow up with TV was amazing. It was great to see dope black men representation on TV, man. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, thank you. Thank you too, brother. Enjoy your day, man. Mental health is always important to me. Let's get yeah, after thank it. You. I know, right? Thank you, bro. Yep. All right, brother. <laughs>